Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we preview tonight's Cowboys-Buccaneers game in the final episode of the preseason. Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Blue Chew, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. For instance, you know, a lot of guys talk a big game, but if you're a one-and-done kind of guy, Blue Chew can even help you get to round number two. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for all our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code Locked On. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to try Blue Chew for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. James, tonight the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. It's week four of the NFL preseason, of course, which means that we are one game four quarters away from it basically officially being regular season time, even though we still have to wait for an actual game to be played. Got it. But once preseason's over, everything gets really just kind of straight to business. And a lot of the speculation about the roster is going to be over and we're going to get more answers and we're going to find out who's going to make it, who's not going to make it, who's going to the practice squad, who's getting traded, if they're getting traded. And as you know, Coach Aarons has been talking about watching those waiver wires from some of the other teams around the NFL, seeing what players that they let go of their their 90-man roster as they make their final cuts. So he said it himself that just because you make the initial 53 doesn't necessarily mean that you're safe, especially if you're one of kind of one of those edge bubble guys. So it'll be very interesting to see which players come in and, as, again, Arian said, make it so that he can't cut them. And all eyes are going to be on this game waiting to see who steps up. Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you, one of the guys that I'm looking at, and I'm sure a lot of people are looking at, is that of tight end Tanner Hudson, because this guy has been the darling of the preseason, reminiscent of uh, one Riley Bulla a few years ago. A lot of people are hoping and expecting him to make the team. But he's got a he's got a, an uphill battle. You know, he's as we've discussed before, he's a pass catching tight end, has a lot of work to do in the blocking aspect of the game. So seeing him perform, really have to keep an eye on whether or not he's begun to grow in that role. Otherwise, Hudson could be looking from the outside in 
as far as the initial 53-man roster. And David, to your point, we've already seen quite a few teams making trades, making moves, preparing for that regular season to kick off in just about a week and a half. Right, and obviously Tanner Hudson's a guy that you know we'll be keeping an eye on, and also the fans obviously will be keeping an eye on him. Like you said, he's become a very quick fan favorite among the Buccaneers faithful. Um, another guy, James, who has really kind of caught fire during this preseason, unfortunately missed a significant amount of time, but was able to come back and play against the Cleveland Browns is wide receiver Scotty Miller. And I'm looking to see what he's going to do, especially after finding out today that Trevor Sikama of the Pewter Report left him off of his final initial 53-man roster projection over there at the Pewter Report, which I thought was a very interesting move considering the fact that when Scotty Miller did come back and and play with the Buccaneers against the Cleveland Browns, he did get reps on the field with Jameis Winston and the first-team offense. I really thought that was indicative of how highly uh, Bruce Arians held him and how much Byron Leftwich felt that Scotty Miller could play a role in the offense. Uh, I feel like he's a little bit more dynamic than a guy like Bobo Wilson is, as both of them are kind of smaller receivers who have good speed. Scotty Miller obviously has participated a little bit in the return game, and I think that if he gets on the field against Dallas and has an opportunity to show some of those talents and maybe take a return back for a touchdown or even just a big splash play, we know that a lot of these bubble guys need special teams contributions, and Scotty Miller is a guy who can capitalize on some of those opportunities if he gets them in week four. Absolutely. Absolutely. And on the opposite side of the field, taking a look at a guy like Noah Spence. This was a second round draft pick that has been virtually invisible throughout his career to this point. And last week against the Cleveland Browns, he took the majority of the defensive snaps. He was out there with the first, second and third teams. You know, really, really being pushed by Bruce Arians as well as Todd Bowles, seeing if he is going to be a splash player in this defense, seeing if moving him back to his natural position of a 3-4 outside linebacker is going to make a difference and seeing if he's going to be able to not only make this team, but also be able to get on the field when the regular season begins. So a lot of eyes, especially mine, are going to be on that of outside linebacker Noah Spence as they face off against the Cowboys. Again, not a lot of starters, if any, expected to take the field. So we really have to key in on some of these bubble guys, whether they're making contributions on the offense, contributions on the defense, and especially contributions on special teams. This is where these guys can make their, you know, can can plant their flag and say, look, I may not be a starter, but you need me on that punt team. You need me on that kick team because that's how these guys make teams and can work their way onto the field on offense and defense. Yeah, and finally, James, I mean, the last the last guy that I'm really looking forward to seeing, really, I mean, to call him a bubble player is, is almost a little bit strange, but it's is safety Justin Evans. Returning from his injury, we haven't seen him on the field since December, and we haven't really seen him play a solid game since I would almost I would venture to say against Pittsburgh uh, early in the 2018 season. This is a guy who's three years removed from being a second-round draft pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I don't know if I can definitely I can say that I could see him being released. But earlier in the offseason, you know, Bruce Arians was asked about how Justin Evans, you know, his absence was was impacting the team. And Bruce Arians was very blase about it, kind of just passive about it and saying that he's not a guy who's here right now as far as, you know, participating in training and, and practices and stuff. So he's not a guy that's really on the mind of of the coaching staff and that they're moving forward with the guys that they have until Justin Evans returns. Well, he's finally returning and he's going to get his opportunity to kind of show Todd Bowles and show Coach Arians, hopefully, 
right? He's hopeful he's going to play against the Cowboys, but we don't have confirmation just yet of whether or not he's going to. But if he gets the opportunity, it's really his chance to show that he can get into the mix and be a contributor because the team has seen some standouts, like guys like Mike Edwards. Uh, Jordan Whitehead has done really well. They brought in uh, veteran free agent Darian Stewart. Kentrell Bryce has been playing really well in, in the spots that he's gotten to. So Justin Evans, again, kind of a, a staple of the defense for a couple of years there, really kind of looks like he's in a situation where he needs to prove himself. And I, get, I, can't, I can't go as far as to say he could be released, but really when you have coaching staffs that are not tied to players who are drafted, even when they're drafted in, in the second round of the NFL draft, you never know what's going to happen with how they feel with the players they've been coaching versus the player that they just got back this week. Yeah, well, and and definitely plenty of guys to keep an eye on. Um, you know, speaking of some of these players, David, why don't we take a look at at? And I'm going to make you start just because that's what I do. Who has the most to prove tonight? Who is the one guy that cannot afford? to have a even an average game. They have to be the super standout of this contest in order to make the team. Uh, I really think it's Scotty Miller. Um, I feel like, you know, and, and I, has, I keep hesitating when I say Scotty Miller only because he played with the – like I was very surprised to see him getting first reps or first team reps as early as he did against Cleveland because of how much time he really missed and to me that I, again that kind of that speaks volumes to me um, that coach Arians at Byron left which would put them out put him out there in the first team or with the first team in a situation where they are kind of going through some game scenarios that they want to get ready for the regular season again it's not a, a full dress rehearsal as in you know this is one half of what you can expect so multiply it by two and that's your team but it is sort of a dress rehearsal still so again for me seeing him out there with the first team was big however we saw Bobo Wilson out there with the first team, too. And when I look at the available wide receivers and I think about how many they might keep, and I know we're getting into our final 53 or final initial 53 uh, predictions in, in tomorrow's episodes, but I don't know if I – like, is this offense really going to keep Bobo Wilson and Scotty Miller on the active 53? You know what I mean? I don't know if that's really – because they, they kind of fill the same role even though they're kind of a, they're a little bit different style of player, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and as as far as like special teams contributions and stuff like that, you look at guys like uh, Justin Watson, even Anthony Johnson, like they can provide more special teams contributions than just being a punt returner, or kick returner. Bobo Wilson and Scotty Miller can both do that. They can both fill that role. They're both fast. They're both quick. Uh, they both have the ability to work out of the slot to go to stretch the field if need be, and. That's pretty much it. But having both of them, you basically just have two guys who can do those things. And I just, I kind of feel like this team might be looking to diversify a little bit. So I'm on the fence with Scotty Miller. And I can tell you one day away from doing our final 53 projections uh, before the cuts come, I can't say for sure if I'm, if I'm really comfortable putting Scotty Miller on the final 53 or if I'm, I'm leaning more towards a guy like Justin Watson or Anthony Johnson. So I feel like if Scotty can come out, and this is what Coach Arian said, make splash plays make it to where i can't cut you and that's what i was kind of talking about in the initial in the initial part of this episode if scotty miller can come out there and get a punt return for a touchdown if he can take a screen pass to the house if he can take a slant to the house if he can do something make a splash play get the attention of not just his coaching staff but really the entire nfl is as people are looking for talent then i think it's going to put the team in a hard situation and that might force their hand to keeping him on the roster as of right now I feel like the team could feel comfortable passing him through waivers. 
Yeah, I mean, and I don't I don't see Bobo and Scotty Miller both staying on this team. And look, even just returning a punt would be a leap in the right direction because there were you know, there was one very blatant one where where Miller fair caught it and he had miles in front of him to be able to run with the ball. But there was another punt return that he had that he could have returned. It was one of those kind of when in doubt, go ahead and just wave your hand in the air. But he he has to show something. I'm with you 100%. I, I really like what Scotty Miller brings to the team. Uh, I like the explosiveness that he has, the speed that he has. But you're right. He has to show something because even though I think from an athletic standpoint, Scotty Miller might be able to bring a little more to the table than Bobo Wilson, Jameis and Wilson already have a connection. They've had it since before they were Buccaneers. So you know that's going to be a, a difficult task in in beating him out. And, and you're right. Scotty Miller has got to have an explosive play or two. He has to show some flashes. He really has to be able, as as Bruce Arian said, we're probably going to repeat this, you know, ten more times before the episode is over. He has to make it so BA can't cut him. And we haven't seen that yet. At least not in a game. You know, I'm sure there's been plenty of moments in practice where, you know, BA or or Byron Leftwich have been blown away by something that he did on the field, but it doesn't matter until the lights are the brightest. And and Scotty Miller's only played in one of those games. You know, he's in he's been in thirty-three percent of those games so far. So this is a a huge, huge opportunity for him. It's it's a make or break time. So somebody else that you had mentioned, David, and and it's interesting to think about, you know, we love Justin Evans. Uh you and I have been big fans of Justin Evans for a while, but you know, plagued with injury, hasn't been on the field. How how close do you think it is to Evans not making this team? just because of the lack of availability so far and other guys like Kentrell Bryce that have stepped up and and been effective at the safety position. You know, is is Evans close to being on the chopping block here? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a fair answer at all. But here's why I say that. The, the Buccaneers coaching staff, right, they've already been on record. They said they watched every single practice, every single game, every single rep that any player took for this organization from the 2018 season. So they have seen Justin Evans physically play the game of football, both competitively and in practice. So they have an idea of what they have in Justin Evans as far as talent is concerned. Availability has really always been the biggest concern with him. What people like you and I and, and fans of the team and other people covering the team have to be careful of doing is – is assigning value to him based off of previous performance because when you bring in a coaching staff like this one, like we have these sweeping changes, to me it's kind of like you're buying a Burger King franchise and you're turning it into a Taco Bell. It's still fast food. It's still you know cheap, generic food, but it's a different style of cheap, generic food. Not saying that the Buccaneers are playing cheap, generic football, but I hope that the, the analogy fits. So when you look at the film of Justin Evans making burgers, it doesn't mean he can make a taco. You know what I'm saying? So we don't know what this coaching staff saw in Justin Evans. I feel like he's a versatile enough player. He has he has box skills. He has the, the ability to support the run. He has the ability to play the field. He has the ability to, to, to catch the ball and, and get turnovers, get takeaways. I feel that. But I'm not scheming this defense, and I don't know what I'm at. I don't know what Todd Bowles is asking Justin Evans to really do. He was very noncommittal when he was asked in the locker room 
uh, about how he fit into Todd Bowles' defense. And to me, that's a little bit worrying because it almost feels like Todd Bowles right now may not even know. He's kind of saying, let's get you on the practice field and let's have you do some things and see if you can do them before I pigeonhole you into a position. So it really kind of feels like he's just – he's a guy who – the coaching staff is not 100% sure on in any way, shape, or form. And if he can't do something where where he kind of proves to them, this is who I can be in your defense, even in a fourth preseason game, even when you're not playing against starters, if he can't, he's got to lay the hammer on someone, force a fumble, you know, make a break on a, on a ball that's, you know, kind of a difficult read to make and, and get an interception, something. He's got to do something. If he gets like one interception, to me, I'm like boom, Justin Evans is coming. He's staying on this team. It's 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 a done deal. If he goes out and he's invisible, if he goes out and makes no impact, then it could very much be a situation where I still have a hard time saying he's going to be cut. But I mean that that could be the situation. I, I feel like he could be one of those players that maybe Bruce Arians is on the phone and says, "Hey, who's interested in a former second round safety who had a pretty bright future before he got banged up? We're shopping him, and, and maybe they get." I don't know, fourth round, I mean, not even fourth round, like fifth round value for him. I don't know, man. Like maybe they get an offensive line depth piece for him, something like that. But right now this coaching staff, as much as they don't have tape on certain guys like Mike Edwards, Kentrell Bryce, stuff like that from the Buccaneers last year, they have hands-on experience and knowledge with them. And that is so much more valuable than what you used to do for the old coaching staff. Justin Evans for Jadavian Clowney. Who says no? The Houston Texans. (laughs) How dare you, sir? How dare you? David, I don't know about you, but I'm expecting heavy, heavy doses of both Anthony Auclair and Tanner Hudson. And I think as we sit here right now today, you know, granted this is this is Wednesday night, but as we sit here right now, Anthony Auclair gets in before Tanner Hudson does. That's my opinion. I think yes. Auclair is is better in the blocking game, and that's what they're going to look for. How how does Tanner Hudson unseat Auclair if the Bucks only keep three tight ends? I don't think Tanner Hudson is going to unseat Anthony Auclair. I think Tanner Hudson has to prove to the Buccaneers that they need to keep a fourth tight end. Um, Ooh, that's a tall order, man. It is, and I don't know that he can do it. I don't, I don't know that anybody could do it, to be quite honest with you, but really what it boils down to is He's got to put the Buccaneers in a situation where they either keep him or they know they're losing him. Like they know he's not clearing waivers, he's not hitting the practice squad. So they either keep him or they move him on their own, i.e., trade him. And I think that's kind of that's kind of where we're at. Like there's a lot of potential for we saw, you know, like you said, we saw some of those trades go down on Wednesday where, you know, teams were moving, you know, swapping, swapping one depth guy for your depth guy. And I'll give you this depth guy, you give me that depth guy. And really it's just kind of like we see something in this player that might make us want to keep him, you know, on the practice squad or, or long-term uh, and, and potentially, you know, as an emergency role. And when you have a guy like Tanner Hudson, that's a valuable piece because you could, they might have their eye on, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure this team already has their eyes on a few, you know, maybe a handful of offensive linemen around the NFL on rosters that have deep offensive line depth uh, as, as shallow as the NFL really is, honestly. But They've got some some thumbtacks put in some certain players like this guy. We we feel like you know the Eagles for for example might be willing to move this guy if we can if we can get them to move him for you know a Justin Evans for example uh, then that that could be something that they do and they they feel comfortable moving forward with based off of what the preseason what the preseason has shown them. 
Yeah, and it's. It, I, I'm sure we're going to get a, a couple of nasty voicemails if Hudson does not make the team and all Claire does, just because, you know, as we talked about in the beginning, you know, Hudson is that he's that fan favorite. He's that sexy pick. He's, you know, he's endeared himself to Buccaneers fans because he is a talented guy. But there's a reason that he's battling for a roster spot and not already cemented in. Right. You know, and well, and there's a reason the Buccaneers drafted OJ Howard. Right. Um, they drafted OJ Howard. The reason OJ Howard was as attractive as he was to the Buccaneers when they drafted him is because he was a tight end who could work the seam, work the middle of the field as a receiver, and block. Cameron Bray can't do that. Tanner Hudson can't do that. So, I mean, you need your tight ends. Like, you, you need your tight end to be a blocking and receiving threat as much as possible. But I feel like in the type of system that Bruce Arians is going to run and in the type of offense that most teams are going to run, you prefer to have a tight end. If you have to choose between one who's better at blocking than receiving or better at receiving than blocking, I don't know, man. I go with blocking before I go with the receiving guy um, if, I have a, if I have a close option. Like if there's two guys that are close, and I feel like Auclair and Hudson are close, I go with the, I go with the guy that blocks better. All right, and one last one, David, before we move on to our uh, our game predictions. How do you think the kicking battle is going to finish out tonight? Do you, do you think Bruce Arians already has his mind made up, or are we going to see the final round of Santos versus Gay to decide who the Buccaneers kicker is going to be? I think Matt Gay is going to get the majority of the kicks, if not all the kicks, to drive the nail in. And really, it's kind of his opportunity to, as I've said before, fall off the cliff. Like, unless Matt Gay falls off a cliff, he's getting this job. So if Matt Gay goes out there and gets three field goal opportunities and goes one for three, then we might have a discussion that we have to have. If he goes out there and goes two for three and the third one kind of glanced off the goalpost, then we're good. If he goes three for three, then, I mean, Cairo might as well just take his uniform off on the sideline and just wait for his bus ticket. That's the kind of the way I would approach it. I would kind of be like, okay, let's let's make sure we, we drive this point home and get this thing done. Um, but at the same time, I mean, the way that Coach Arians could be looking at it as, well, I want to get Cairo out there because I want to show some of these teams that have kickers out here shanking field goals uh, Atlanta that <laughs> we have value for them. You know what I mean? And, I, I mean, Buccaneers fans everywhere, like if Cairo Santos were to, get, were to get traded to the Atlanta Falcons for anything, offensive line help, a draft pick, and the next year's draft, whatever, every Buccaneer fan would immediately gasp and say, great, we're going to lose a game to a, to a game-winning field goal from Cairo Santos to Atlanta. That's going to happen. And you know what? It could. But either way, the point is that there's there's validity to the theory of I want to put Matt Gay out there for every kick to really make sure this is my guy. Are you my guy? Everything's on the line, Matt. You make your kicks. You got the job. You miss them, and you might not have the job. Let's put that pressure. Let's make sure this is our guy. But there's also validity to put to keeping Matt Gay on the sideline saying, okay, we're good. You're our guy for the regular season. Cairo, go out there and try to earn us some draft capital, earn us a depth piece on the offensive line, whatever you're going to earn us. Try to make it to where we can trade you versus every team sitting back saying, well, you're not taking two kickers, so we'll just wait for you to wave them and sign them ourselves. Um, that's really – there's there's two sides of the coin. I like them both, so pretty much whatever decision Coach Arians makes, I'll, I'll like it. You know, I was really disappointed to see that Santos got the – opportunity after gay had missed a field goal against the Browns. I wanted to see how gay responded. And I was really disappointed that we didn't get to see that. Granted, he got his opportunity later in the game, you know, to, to win, but that was such a chip shot field goal. Um, I wanted to see 
that that immediate opportunity right after a miss because we haven't seen that from Gay yet. Yeah. You know, what if this is a situation where, you know, yeah, he drills a 49-yarder and then he misses a 36-yarder and can't bounce back on the next drive. You know, that's that's what I wanted to see. So, it'll be interesting to see how how Bruce Arians handles it. I do agree that I think this is Matt Gay's job unless he completely aguayos this final game. You know, this is this is his job. And I think the fact that they use draft capital to get him is a big part of that. And yeah, you you made uh, you know the the perfect point was there are teams out there struggling to find a kicker still. Atlanta is one of them. Chicago is one of them. You know, the Jets are one of them. You know, there there would be a potential trade partner, even if it's for like a 2021 sixth round pick. You know, it, at least it's something in return instead of just cutting him for nothing. But you know, you know why I wouldn't want to see Santos traded to the Falcons, and it has nothing to do with them being a division rival. Because the Matt Bryant curse has officially struck the Falcons after the way they did him. And I don't want that to bleed over to Cairo Santos because I like Cairo Santos and I don't want him to suffer that fate. That's not that's not nice to Santos Claus. Don't do that to him. <laughs> no, I, I feel you on that. But I also kind of look at it as like, what if, you know, the Buccaneers letting Matt Bryant walk all those years back is what what stirred the curse in the first place. So now trading a kicker to the Falcons is going to restart is going to start a new curse the santos curse Kyra you know what curse. i mean and, and matt gay all of a sudden forgets how to kick a football you know uh so that's that's i mean that's that's paranoid as hell but that's the reason i wouldn't want him to trade him to atlanta besides the division rival thing um i still feel like the chicago bears you know with their king struggles they're probably really the best suitor because that's a team that feels like they're on the cusp of something really good their window is opening um, I think that they feel like their window is opening and they feel like they have an opportunity and shoring up that kicker position is a big part of that. So I feel like they're going to have a little bit more motivation than some other teams to, uh, to pay up to secure a kicker versus waiting for him to hit the open market and having to bid against other teams to pay for him uh, financially without giving up draft capital or any offensive line help, whatever they have. And, you know, you always have general managers. That's, that's, that's why they get paid, you know, what they do. Because, you know, they call the Jets and the Jets say, hey, we'll give you a seventh next year. That's about it because we know you got to cut them. You call the Bears and say, hey, either you give us a sixth or we're sending them to New York for a seventh. And now all of a sudden Chicago's giving you a six-round draft pick so that they can secure them instead of having to outbid New York. You know what I mean? So interesting stuff uh, to say the least, but we'll see how it all plays out. Cairo Santos for Khalil Mack. Who says no? Jeez, everybody. (laughs) All right, David, we're going to need a score prediction. 33 oh wow to 13 tampa ryan griffin and tanner hudson have like one drive and they score and then Vinny testaverde plays the entire rest of the game i don't know Vinny. Vinny might just play the whole game to be quite honest with you after what happened to blaine yeah it's very very possible uh i'm not going to be quite so ambitious i will go um 17 15 Cowboys. And I will say Matt Gay is three for three and Santos is two for two. And that's how they get to 15. All right, then. Um, So you know why I predicted 33, right? Because of Tony Dorsett, who used to play for the Cowboys, and he wore number 33. No, it's in honor of injured 
safety, Derwin James. It's a new football season. Antonio Brown is on the Oakland Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is with the New York Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. But one thing hasn't changed, and that is that my bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Right now, you can double your first deposit with a first deposit bonus worth up to $1,000. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim your bonus. You bet. You win, you get paid. All right. Well, David, that is it for this episode. Coming up tomorrow, you guys are going to get a doubleheader from Locked On Bucks. We are going to be doing our official Locked On Bucks initial 53-man roster prediction. We will bring you an offensive episode and a defensive episode. Uh, So both of those will hit your feed on Friday. David and I are doing this collectively, so I'm sure there will be some off-the-air arguing between the two of us over players being kept and players being cut. Um, But please make sure you're sending in your reactions to the game to 813-444-5841. Please make sure you're checking out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. A big thank you to all of our new listeners. Hope you enjoy the show. Hope you're sticking around to listen more of our uh, silliness. And, uh, you know, you're going to spend the 2019 Buccaneer season with us in your podcast feed. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding Thursday. And thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.